Welcome to the Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 66. And today's episode is sponsored by Nobody. Uh, actually, today we wanted to try something a little bit different and ask you to leave us a rating and review. Uh, now, of course, not if this is your first time listening. If that's you, just please enjoy the show. But if you have been listening for a little while and you like it, uh, it would mean a ton to me and Hannah if you would take a second to just leave us an honest rating and review in your favorite podcast app. It really does help uh, when new people are trying to find the show, and we would greatly appreciate it. So we've, we've gotten a lot of questions here lately uh, about should you pay in full? You know, there's so many different payment plan options these days, especially with things like Affirm and Klarna, that it seems like you can do, you know, low interest or 0% for just about anything. Well, and it's funny because this kept coming up in our own life. Totally. And we had talked about like, oh, man, we need to do an episode on this because you could zero percent yourself to death. Totally. And like right after we said that, you started getting this influx of questions of yeah. like, should I finance this? Yeah, I don't I've know. got probably four or five questions all last week uh, with people being like, hey, what do you think about, you know, it's zero percent. So it's not any extra money. Uh, you know, it seems like I should do that. It makes sense. And it was just over and over and over again. And then but to your point, you know, Every little thing we've bought for this house renovation, it seems like you, you got an option to just zero percent oh, it. And you, I mean, you can do it on everything. You can do it on clothing, and I mean, just the tiniest of purchases. Now they will let you zero percent finance. Yeah, I was talking, over to, I was talking to my uh, my brother at Thanksgiving, uh, and somehow we were talking about this, and he said that he bought some. I don't know, sticker or emblem, I don't know, some some something like decorative for twelve dollars on eBay. And he had the option to like split it up into four payments of like two or three dollars or something like yeah. that. And I was like, Are you serious? Really? <laughs> it is crazy. And this is something that in Europe you've actually been able to do for a while. Uh, a firm and Klarna and companies like that have been there for a long time. I don't know that it's necessarily new to America, but it's certainly way more uh, ubiquitous. It's everywhere now. I was about to say, and it's just gotten much easier. You know, like, click here to get approved now for 0%, and it just takes like a matter of seconds. Yep. Yeah, it's so so simple. So we really, what we kind of wanted to do in this episode is give you a framework or a set of questions that you can ask that Hannah and I have been trying to ask ourselves when we're faced with this question that will help you basically decide whether or not it makes sense to actually take the payment plan or to pay for this thing in full. And I, I want to be clear, for, th- for the purposes of this episode, we're, we're really only talking about uh, 0%, right? We're not talking about basically anything with an interest rate. This is really, this discussion is really just about like, if you could get it for the exact same amount, 0% or pay in full, what do you do? Yeah, and also I guess our little disclaimer is that Margo's over here snoring, but as usual, um, our other disclaimer is that we recognize it's not like black and white, that there's a lot of nuance, which if there wasn't, we wouldn't be having this episode. Well, yeah, but... I was going to say, if, if it was black and white, we would just say, yeah, so don't ever do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I know. And then, great, good episode. See you guys next week. I know, but it is, it's complex. It is. It's a, so, it's a very And that's why we're not thing. telling you what to do. We just have a framework and questions to go through yes. to, to think about it. Yeah, and to, to go along with with that, that this this has some nuance, it reminds me a lot of, of what we always say with credit cards, is 
you know, credit cards and in this case, payment plans are kind of like playing with fire. They have benefits like fire can do some really great things. You can cook with it. You can warm yourself up. You can do all kinds of stuff with fire. It's really great. But you can also burn yourself really, really badly if you're not careful. And that's kind of how that's kind of how these are. Yeah. So with that being said, why don't you dive into the questions? Yeah. So the first question is probably one you're going to expect us to ask, which is, could you afford to pay for this item in full without the payment plan? And I should say, before we get into all five of them, the goal would be that you should be able to answer each of these questions with a yes. If you can answer all five questions with a yes, then the the answer to should I put it on a payment plan um, is, is probably a good good to go, you know, probably a yes as well. So that first question, could you afford to pay for this item in full without the payment plan? If the answer is no, then we really need to sort of pause and scrutinize this purchase. Yeah, I think that this one is really important as far as keeping yourself from, you know, leveling up yes. continuously because it's so easy to do that when it's broken up into monthly payments. Like, oh, well, it's only 12 more dollars a month or whatever, you know, but over two years, that would be like what? 288. Yeah, so you're talking about almost 300 more dollars. So yeah. do you have the additional 300 dollars? Just using that as a check for yourself. Yep. It's one of those things where if you literally cannot afford something, does it mean that this is an outright no? I, it's it's hard for me to put a black and white on that because I recognize there are there are things that you need that if you're really in a pinch, you might not be able to afford in full. And so you're looking at payment plan options. But I think your point is a lot of what we're talking about here is more either upgrading items that we already have or discretionary items that we could do without. And we're trying to decide whether or not to take a payment plan for that. Yeah. A lot of times I think we have these black or white ideas in our head like, oh, I need a refrigerator. So I have to buy this brand new stainless steel refrigerator that I like. And it's like, well, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You could buy a $300 used option yep. on eBay, yep. but you want to buy the stainless steel option that you actually like. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just acknowledging like it's not this all or nothing. Correct. It's not like need refrigerator must spend eighteen hundred dollars. Yep. It's like, no, there's some there's some things in between there's those a two. A lot in between. And I say that picking on myself because like when we had to buy a refrigerator um, for our house, we really, we tried to take a step back and like really explore all of those options and force ourselves to not just well, jump so to the one that we wanted to let's buy. Let's be real. So the house had a refrigerator in it when we moved in. That refrigerator had none of the seals working and the freezer part didn't work at all. The freezer part was completely frosted over. It was like snow in there. Well, time. and then we would defrost it and it would just frost back over because all of I'm our saying. seals were, yeah. Yeah, so all the seals were messed up. And, and it was so like legit. We, it was probably from, what, the 70s? I mean, it was probably, old. It was old. Yeah. And and we were holding it together with bungee cords. Like it was to, it was almost it shut. old to the point that it was cool again. Yes. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but, but we lived like that for three or four months yeah. with that fridge. We did. Before we landed on the actual fridge that we were going to buy. And we'd, we went back and forth and back and forth of like, wow, we're renovating the house. So should we just buy this like $150 utility like shop fridge? Like yeah, small like fridge. small version. Yeah. Uh, or should we go ahead and get the one that we think we want 
you know, for, for a, the long run. If you well, will. we even considered just functioning out of the, the Airstream totally. refrigerator our, in our, our backyard. RV, our RV yeah. fridge. And ultimately, we, d- we decided to buy the fridge and we, we did pay for it in full. But the, but we recognized that that was what we wanted to do. Correct. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, we've got to buy this fridge. So there goes, you know, $2,000 or whatever. Yep. It was like, no, we want to buy this fridge. No. And th- this is the one we want. And so that's the one that we're choosing to buy. Yeah. Um, and I, again, so much of what we talk about is just awareness. Yeah, I think I think that's a big piece of it. It goes back to that idea of conscious spending, right? And not letting yourself just sort of unconsciously or subconsciously, well, they said they had a payment plan. So, of course, I, that's what I did. You know, it's like uh, cell phones. Almost everybody just bundles their cell phone with their payment plan. It's almost like... You don't even think about it as financing. You don't even think about it as financing your cell phone anymore because they're so tied into the way they sell the plans. And so I think you're you're spot on with saying that the point here is really about being conscious. And so that's that's what that first question is trying to do is, hey, can you pay for this thing in full? Can you write a check? Can you swipe a debit card and pay for it in full? If the answer is no, then we need to really kind of pause. Okay, so that leads us into question number two, which I kind of already gave us a little teaser for. Um, But that is, would you buy this thing in full if a payment plan wasn't available? And so another way of thinking about it is, are you resisting the emotional pull to upgrade or buy something um, more expensive than you would otherwise choose to buy? So this goes back to what you were just saying, right? Apple just released brand new laptops with the M1 chips. Everybody's all excited about them. Uh, and they offer 0% financing for 12 months on all their new computers and all that kind of stuff. And to your point, when you're talking about doing a $200 storage upgrade or a $200 RAM upgrade, make it a little, little faster, store a little bit more, whatever, when you break that out over 12 months, you're like, oh, it's like $12, $10. You know what I mean? You're like, that's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's just so easy to then go, well, let me add that. Well, let me get the storage. Well, the storage isn't that much. Let me get the uh, let me get that RAM. Well, we're already doing that RAM. I may as well go to that next RAM. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just keep level up, level up, level up. It's the whole popcorn at the movies dilemma. Totally. Anybody that is old enough to remember when you like would actually go to movies <laughs> go in to a, a theater. Movie theater. And <laughs> and get popcorn you know it'd be like oh well the medium's only 20 more cents than the small oh but the large is only 35 cents more than the medium well the extra large with free refills is only a dollar more than the large so i mean i might as well just get that one which you know no big deal if you're just doing it with popcorn popcorn, fine but when you start doing that with every single purchase that you make including the big ones then it amounts to something well you do that i mean i know we're talking about zero percent in this episode but you know houses are an obvious example where it's easy to do that because you're like well let me look at this 1600 square foot house well i mean it really would be nice to get that extra half bath so let's look at the 1700 square foot house well you know a new an extra bedroom would be you know and you just level up you just inch it up just a little bit at a time and the 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 thing I also wanted to point out here was that like companies don't offer these payment plans because they help you, right? Like they don't they don't offer these payment plans because it they 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 just feel good about making sure that you can get your goods and services cheaper, right? The fact that they offer these payment plans, a company's goal is to increase profit. So the sheer fact that these payment plans are becoming more and more and more available is because these plans make them more money. 
which means that people who can't afford to pay in full are using these plans, which brings in new revenue, or they wouldn't buy that version of the item if they had to pay in full. And so that lower payment up front, that's less emotionally like taxing on them, which means they're going to upgrade, right? So if you had to pay for everything in full all the time and these payment plans weren't available, the companies would make less money, period. The sheer fact that these are available tells us that people are buying things that they wouldn't otherwise be buying. So the bottom line with these two is that you need to make sure you're only making this purchase if it's something that you could afford in full and that you would buy that version, that specific one, anyways, even if you couldn't do a payment plan on it. Like if you were forced to pay for it in full right now, you would get that exact same thing um, because that's what you really want. That's consciously what you want to spend your money on. And that kind of gets to why, you know, why this matters. And this applies to, to all the questions. Like, why are we asking any of these questions? And it's because anytime you make a decision, especially one where it's like you're tying up your dollars in the future, you're sacrificing your future flexibility. So you're always doing that to a certain degree, even if you pay for something in full, you know, that's money that's gone that you can't use down the road. But especially when you're tying up your money in a monthly payment, and it's like you got to think, okay, this, this refrigerator that I'm buying 12 months from now, when I'm still paying on it, like, and I don't have the money to do these other things that I want to do, is that going to be driving me crazy? Yeah. Like, am I, I going to be happy with that? Yeah. 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 So, um, and that's, that's a hard, that's a hard question to wrestle with. And, and cause I mean, you know, we want it all and I don't know, maybe this is like a little early, but I'll throw it in here now anyways, like with our house, you know, we've gone back and forth on should we cash flow this? Should we take out a loan to do part of it to make it more pleasant to live in some of the main yeah, areas? Yeah, there's, because there's part of it where it's like, let's just go get a personal loan or let's get a construction loan and let's hire a contractor and let's just come in here and get stuff Knock done. out a whole, like a bunch of stuff in a yeah. couple of months um, and yeah, have a, have a more uh, cohesive space, living space, uh, you know. But the problem is if we did that, and say we're paying that off for the next five years. I know that I'm not going to be happy making sacrifices to continue paying on that stuff that we've already bought. Does totally. that make sense? Oh, it makes total so, sense. So, you know, like... I, It'd be really fun for the first, like, 90 days. Yes. And then it would wear off. And then I'd be like, man, making these payments sucks. And I really want to do this other stuff. But I feel like I can't because I feel I'm like, we need to be putting as much money as we can towards this loan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like I've gotten into pottery and it is not cheap, but we have this like great pottery studio less than five minutes from our house. Like I can literally walk there and I like love all the people there. And it's just, I mean, it's fun. I just love going and doing it. And so I know that that's a luxury that if we had taken out loans to do stuff on our house, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that right now. No. But um, the fact that we're taking things slower on the house and we are putting up with some discomfort in our house allows me to go ahead and do some of those hobbies, which are what we moved to the area that we moved to for anyways. Yeah. Like we loved like the artsy community and all that stuff. And so, you know, that was a big reason of why we moved there. Yeah, I think I think it's spot on. Right. It's it's this constant assessment of is this truly the most important priority? Is this truly what matters? 
And if the answer is no, then why are we even like move on, right? We, let's let's move on to what's what's much more important. And for us, we would much rather take it really slow on the house and enjoy the process and the journey and being able to go do other things rather than feel like we kind of overextended ourselves. Because really, the house that we bought was, you know, in terms of, of our payment plan, like the monthly mortgage payment and uh, the total amount that it was, that was really about as much as I wanted to do. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily as much as the bank would give us, but it was about as much as I wanted to do and felt comfortable doing. And so if we took another loan on top of that, it would have really, really, I felt, overextended us. And it would have made it to where... It would have made it to where I wanted to drive and see family less, for example, because gas is so expensive. Yeah. And so it's like I wouldn't want to drive to see family because of that. And so it's like don't do that to yourself. Maintain that that sort of flexibility for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when we made the decision to buy our Airstream, I think maybe we feel it more emotionally than – I mean, I guess people feel it differently. And I think that we tend to feel debt very like strongly yeah so if we have debt then we feel very like handcuffed by it which i think is a good thing um but when we had our airstream definitely every decision that we made was like well should we go on that trip or should we put that extra money towards paying off our airstream well and we chose much cheaper cheaper places to travel to and cheaper campgrounds where we stayed because of that right because we took out so we took out a seven-year loan on the airstream at like 4.9% or something like that. And, you know, we paid it off in three, but it was because it was because of that. It was like yeah. this sort of handcuff feeling that we felt mm-hmm. until we got until we got that behind us. Yeah. And we definitely like had a hard and fast rule. Like we will not buy a house until this Airstream is paid off. Yep. And like there will be no more well, debt coming in. And, and I didn't like, want to go full time on the business until the Airstream was paid off. Yeah. Right. You know, like I yep. was still doing freelance work. Uh, until, until we paid off until the airstream. Yep. So, but yeah, so that that's really the first two questions, which which kind of gets us into that that third question, talking about the airstream stuff too, because the, the third question is, are you truly exploring all of your options, aka basically not justifying this purchase because it sounds like a need. Yeah. Uh, that need in heavy quotation marks for yeah. sure. I'll go back to the um, our refrigerator example because the airstream wasn't a zero percent thing so i know it kind of doesn't apply but it's still some of the same mindset things Mm -hmm. to think through but like with our refrigerator like we said we really did try to take a step back and explore all of our options like okay well we could buy a new utility version uh, refrigerator from lowe's for like a couple hundred dollars or we could buy this used stainless steel whatever for $400 on Facebook Marketplace, or we could buy this, or we could buy that, or or we could buy the Mac Daddy, like, refrigerator that we want. The one that, that we, we think we want for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, partly because of supply chain issues, we really sat with that decision for several months <laughs> <laughs> um, and ended up ordering the one that we legit feel like we want, you know, for the future. Well, and for that one, we, we ended up not doing the 0% option. We just, we just paid we for just it. We just paid it, yeah. But, um, you know, there are there were other things. Like, we can talk about the couch here in a minute. Uh, we did take 0% on the couch. Yeah. Uh, and we just paid it off uh, this month, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and Nick was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we I are not so paying relieved. for that couch anymore. It was, it was, you know, it was like, it wasn't a ton of money monthly, but it, it just the fact that it was there, like, 
it just bothered me. Well, we in general just we don't like monthly payments no. in general, like whether it's a subscription. Well, because I value whatever. flexibility so much, yeah. as, as we'll get to. But I, I think so. So back to this this idea of like exploring of your options. It's so easy, especially with certain purchases, to seem like a need, like a phone. You talk about the phone earlier. Uh, that's a great example, right? Yeah, we like, were talking about it earlier before we started recording. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But but this like a phone is a great example because especially these days, a lot of people do use their phone some for work, or they use it to get a hold of their kids, or they get a phone for their kid who you know they like. Well, I want to be able to get a hold of them. I want to be able to track them. Whatever. And it's so easy to just go, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get the iPhone 28 or whatever they're up to now. <laughs> 28. <laughs> well, and you just, again, you don't even think about it. You know, you get the notification from your phone company or whatever, and it's like, you're eligible for an upgrade. Yeah. You know, oh, and it's like, oh, wow, I'm eligible. You want to allow me to pay you more money to upgrade? <laughs> that is so nice I'm of you. eligible to. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, like you've won an award or something. Um, but so I shattered the screen on my phone and it like to the point where you, when you touch it, like little shards of glass are coming off on your finger. And I had like the screen protector and like everything on it. I must have just dropped it like just right. Perfectly. But Nick and I are still running on iPhone 7s. Well, these are actually the first iPhones we ever got. We yeah, had, they were. We had, uh, what do we have before this? Republic Wireless, weirdo Android <laughs> crappy phones. Yes. Yeah. And then Before we, that, we had flip phones. Yeah. And then we got the iPhone 7. So anyways. So, you know, I shattered my screen and I was like, oh, gosh, I really like I need to. And I looked at repairing it and repairing it's like a couple of hundred dollars. And, you know, so then we could like kind of thought about, well, do we just upgrade the phone? But I was like, I don't I don't care about a phone. Like I legit care zero percent about a phone. I need it to do what I need it to do. I was say, you call your parents. And uh, I use the GPS. You text me when we're not together. I check emails. And that's like that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And so I was like, my iPhone 7 is serving me perfectly well. I don't need anything newer than this. And so I got on eBay and looked. And what was it? You just looked it up. What we paid. Uh, $117.55. Yeah, that's after taxes and everything. And it came and it's like in perfect condition and she sent me like an extra set of headphones and a case and like all this extra stuff with it and uh yeah well and so let's i'm let's way happier with that than play this out in two ways with payment plans number one obviously it's much cheaper than going and buying the brand new iphone i think they're up to like what 13 or i don't or even know something like that today 12 for sure at least i don't know what they're up to but um it's cheaper than going and buying that it's certainly cheaper than going and buying that on a payment plan it's also cheaper than paying for phone insurance if you can make that phone last at least a year that 117 dollars that'll be cheaper than if we were paying the the monthly fee for uh cell phone insurance so it's just it's one of those things where now again back to what you were saying if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I love iPhones. Like, I love my new phone. It's like my most important thing. I get a lot of joy out of it. I really, really like it. I'm a big tech person and it just matters a lot to me. That's great. And we I'm are willing, not hating on that. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. But the point is, like, for us, it's just not that important. Yeah. And the iPhone 7 is perfectly fine for what we're, you know, doing with it. So for us, it's a no-brainer. Let's go pay a hundred bucks, get a basically brand new phone, and then move on. Yeah, because I mean, on the flip side, I don't want it to sound like we do that for everything. Because on no, the flip we side, we both just got new desktop computers, which brand new. granted a lot of that 
is being used for work. Sure. Um, but then also Nick's laptop died. So like we're getting me a new laptop to edit stuff on. And mm-hmm. then you're going to take my old laptop because mm-hmm. it still works great, but it just doesn't do as well with some of the editing software. But it's like we, we don't go cheap on on everything. We just try to be very selective about. Very, yeah, we're very conscious about where we where we spend big and uh, and where we won't. And I think it's really easy to allow yourself to get like the mid tier or upper mid tier or even top tier of everything in your life when you start using this word need, right? Like, again, I know we're talking about 0%, but cars are such an easy example. Of course, so these days you can do, you know, zero down and 0% for the first whatever many months. I mean, yeah. Interest rates are so low that it sometimes applies to cars too. But what I, where I'm going with this is like safety, right? We'll use that word. And, and you know, people are going to listen to this and go like, well, you guys don't have kids. You don't understand. And fine. But I, I think I think it's so easy to let that word just start justifying everything. And let's be real. Anything that's, you know, built 2013, 14, 15 or after, it's like it's safe. Okay, we're not talking about cars that were built 30 years ago. Yeah. We're talking about if you need need a new car, you do not need a 2022. Like, Well, and it's also very easy to start to start calling calling things a need when in reality they're just helping you avoid an inconvenience yeah and avoiding inconveniences is not a need yeah that's a luxury like oh we got pregnant and turns out it's twins so we need a big suv it's like no you could fit twins in a smaller car would it be fun no would i want want to do it no probably not but if that's what you need to do in your financial situation to get you through until you can afford a bigger car then in my opinion, I think that you should deal with the inconvenience for a little while and really save up if if that's one of your top priorities. Bingo. The key is just is just being careful with your language, right? If you really want, if you said, "Hey, we got twins," and honestly, I just didn't want to drive a small car and I wanted a big SUV. Cool. Uh, when you're using the word "need," I need this. That's when you're starting to justify it to yourself, and now I can almost guarantee that you are making compromises that you're not clearly consciously thinking through yeah i'm gonna go back to the airstream for a second even though it's not a zero percent thing but like we said it's all the same kind of mindset stuff well zero percent just all it does is it adds one extra little layer of like oh this is a no-brainer yeah right like like if you can if you can make it seem like a need and it's zero percent yeah now you're just justifying it totally easily that's Mm -hmm. kind of the point yeah um but with the airstream Anybody who's familiar with campers knows that an Airstream is like the most illogical camper purchase ever. Yeah. If, you you're, can get if you're optimizing for price, space, space uh, uh, weight, lightweight. Pretty much anything, anything that you could optimize for other, other than, than, hey, aesthetics. that thing looks cool. <laughs> like um, you do not want to buy an Airstream. But. We loved the Airstream aesthetic, (laughs) and we were very open about that. Like, there are uh, much more practical campers that we could and probably should buy, but we really love Airstreams, and we would really like to have an Airstream. We would very much enjoy having an Airstream. And so we made that decision and chose to pay more for a smaller 
camper. And we've been very happy with that decision, but we didn't we didn't play any games with ourselves. I was going to say, we didn't justify it to ourselves. Yeah, we That's were like, this is not a good decision. This is not a quote-unquote good financial logical well if the number one living goal situation is to save decision. as much money as possible the answer is don't buy an airstream yeah for that's sure. that's where you have to decide what your number one goal is yeah but you're you're spot on here and saying like the the key is you can't you can't make yourself need right it's like we do this with clothes all the time i need a new pair of jeans or i need some new shoes great buy some new shoes or buy a new pair of jeans but you don't need to get the $150 pair of jeans. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You just need a pair of jeans. Right. It's very different. You go to Walmart and get a $10 pair of jeans, but that's yes. not what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't do that either. So I, you know, I. But you don't justify it to yourself. That's the key. Well, I probably try to and Nick won't let me. <laughs> but. <laughs> so let, let's, let's move on to, to question number four, because at this point we've, we've, if you've answered yes to every single question, this is kind of the the piece, uh, the, the crux of the issue a little bit to me, which is if you've answered yes to you can't afford a patent full. You've also answered yes to uh, you would make this particular purchase anyways. You're not you're not justifying it to up level or upgrade. And then, yes, you have explored all of your options. And this is what and you want to go with. this is the one you want to go with. Then it kind of begs the question of like, well, if all that's true, why are you even considering a payment plan? Like, why wouldn't you just pay cash for this thing? So that brings us to question number four, which is if you're planning on using the cash for something else because you want to save the cash on hand and use a payment plan so that you're not out the money immediately, maybe you're trying to invest that money uh, or maybe you're trying to pay down extra debt or uh, you're trying to just maintain your emergency fund, your cash reserves or whatever. My question is, okay, what are you actually trying to do with it? And then are you actually going to do it? Or are you just telling yourself a story in your head like, oh, well, I can use the money to invest and that would be better. So I'll do the 0%. But then you don't actually go and invest the money. You just go and spend it or buy 0% on something else. Yeah, because so like with our couch, you know, we did the 0% on our couch. Mm -hmm. Well, that like same day, the company that I really like that we got our couch from sent me a hundred dollar off coupon Ooh. to use on my next purchase, which Nick should be so proud because it was good for a year and it just expired. It's gone. Wow. I, I allowed that to expire. Um, but that's a hundred dollars of future flexibility that I now have that we didn't spend on whatever else we could have gotten from them. But there was a whole bunch of other stuff that I would have liked to get from them, like lamps and and you're like, tables it's on sale because it's $100 off. Yeah, so I could have gotten $100 off. We could have done 0% on it. And I'm like, well, we have this cash sitting here because like we, we're not spending it all on the couch right now. So we could go get this other stuff too. And it would be really nice to just go ahead and have this stuff. You know, like we'd really enjoy just going ahead and having it. And I'm glad we didn't do that from a depleting our money reserves perspective because then things like your roof leaking and your living room ceiling <laughs> fall falling in happen, happen and your truck needing an ungodly amount of repairs Gosh, we spent happen. so much money on that truck this year yeah so i'm really glad i didn't go spend all of that money on a bunch of furniture that by the way i would have changed my mind on now yes because we hadn't been in our house long enough to so figure our, out our living like, room our living room like like most rooms has four walls uh, and we have put that couch on every wall at least twice. <laughs> I rearrange rearranging 
it's kind of a hobby, but I, you know, I just like to, I like to feel how every piece of furniture feels in every position that it could possibly be in in a room yeah. before I really make up my mind on what and I want And if you count where. the diagonal positions, we've probably tried some other ones too. Yeah, I know. It sounds like you're talking about something dirty right now. <laughs> We're just talking about rearranging. Couch furniture placement <laughs> in the living room. Um, um, so why did we do the couch? Well, let, let's play this out because I do think it's helpful to understand. We decided to do the couch in a couple of reasons. Number one, um, yes, 0%, save money, yada, yada, yada. That's the obvious one. But... We already had our budget dialed in to the point that we know how much of our monthly income we are setting aside for house stuff. So we already we know how much we make. We know how much goes to, you know, food and bills and yada, yada, yada. And we had a certain amount dedicated each month to house renovations. And the monthly 0% payment for the couch fit into that budget. Now, it meant that we would have less money from that monthly budget to do other things with, but the couch payment already fit into the planned amount that we were already going to be using for renovations. And we decided, rather than deplete all of the initial budget we had on hand for renovations, that we would just pay the couch off through the monthly payment plan that we had already planned to set aside, if that makes sense. But I think what what you said right there is so important. So we didn't do 0% on the couch and then allow ourselves to spend that much more every month to pay off the couch Correct. and do all the other stuff. Yes. That, that came out of the money that we had in the budget for house stuff every month. So we weren't, we didn't take away from investing or savings or emergency fund or whatever it came from house money so that's that's really my my big push with this number four which is when you initially ask hey should i take the payment plan or should i just pay for this item in full why are you even considering it like what are you planning to do with the money that you're now not going to be out initially and then are you actually going to go up go through and, and use that money for that thing yeah the only thing I want to add here is just not underestimating how hard it is to not allow yourself to just keep going. Yes. And, oh, well, I still have this money here, so I can get this other thing, or now well, I can get this thing. And it's, gosh, it, it's That's so really easy, hard for and me. it's so dangerous. And, I mean, yeah. how many, um, the other thing with companies, this goes back to, like, just, just phase of life. So, one thing that we've never really gotten uh, offers before in the mail before we bought a house. I mean, we've gotten a few, but ever since we bought a house, you probably don't even notice it as much because I always check the mail and then throw them away immediately. But like the amount of 0% uh, credit card offers we get in the mail, we probably get two or three a week. Yeah. Well, I get them um, to my email all the time. Like, oh my gosh. And so it's just so, so tempting. And oh man, you get approved for $5,000, $10,000, $15,000, credit limit on well, a 0% card like that. It's so easy and to just And you can justify things all day long. I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but I mean, like, we have had the conversation of, like, well, we could work more efficiently mm -hmm. if we. We work from home. Yeah. If we spent all this money and made it up, my, my emotions, I would just feel better. And so then I would be, I would be more efficient and I would make more money. Yeah. So it's actually, it's an investment. And see, that's dangerous because there there's an element of there truth there. There is some there. truth to that. Like, we would feel better. However, dealing with, like we were saying, inconveniences, that's not a bad thing. I think it's good for us to deal with inconveniences. So, like we were talking about, it may not be fun to put your twins in a Camry 
but you could do it. So just recognize that it's an option. It's not particularly fun for us in the moment right now to live in our house all disheveled as we slowly work on things ourselves and cash flow everything yes yeah everybody but, everybody asks us at thanksgiving like so are you guys done with the house yeah yet? the number <laughs> of like, times that we've been asked if we're done with our house and i just like want to stick like, my head listen, in the hole I'm our like, kitchen table is a table saw okay <laughs> we are in a construction zone it's so bad <laughs> but um that's what we signed up for yes we bought a fixer upper house We we made that decision and and now I'm like, you know, it's good for you to sit in that discomfort a little bit. You mm-hmm. don't get to have everything instantly exactly how you want it. That's just not life. Yeah. And and so, you know, I remind myself when I start feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and whatever, I take my walks to the pottery studio and then I come <laughs> back and I feel better. And I'm like, yes, it's good for you to work on these things yourself and for it to take longer and to Builds force character. yourself to be patient and, you know, all these things. So... It's good. So we'll we'll uh, we'll go into our our, uh, our fifth question here, which we've already alluded to a number of times, and it, it maybe is the most important one for me and Hannah, which is uh, how how much do you value future flexibility, and what are you going to be giving up right to make this decision? So the question that you need to be able to answer yes to is: Are you willing to trade the future flexibility for the increased cash on hand and to make this purchase? So going back to our couch example. When we purchased that couch, we knew that it was going to take every single month from our renovation and furnishing budget, and it was going to do that for 12 months. Are we willing to give up that money every month for 12 months so that we can get this couch in this way, you know, yada, yada, yada? And if the answer is yes, I'm willing to trade that future flexibility, then fantastic. You've answered yes to everything. Now you should feel confident in your decision. But if the answer is no, because you really think about it and you're like, ooh, I don't know what I'm going to want in six months from now, and I don't know that I'm willing to trade that flexibility, then we need to probably, you know, step back from this purchase. Yeah, the future flexibility piece is so, so, so important. And I think it's something that we, it's so easy to neglect. And it kind of goes back to, um, you know, when, when you're trying to start a new habit and whatever, they talk about reframing how you think about it. So when your alarm goes off at five in the morning, because you're trying to get up earlier and have a better morning routine, don't think about it as like, I'm losing sleep because I'm trying to get up earlier and have this morning routine or whatever. Think about it as no, like I'm choosing to get out of bed because it's giving me this time Mm -hmm. to invest in these things that are important to me. And so if you look at something and decide that that's not a priority for you right now, like I don't look at my phone and think like, oh, I don't have an iPhone 13. Like if I had an iPhone 13, I could do, I don't even know what an iPhone 13 does that my phone doesn't do, but I'm sure it does something. It basically takes better pictures. It could do all of these things that my phone, you know, I don't look at my phone and think about like all the things that I don't have because well, I don't have an iPhone 13. Here's the other thing that's funny about an iPhone 13, right, is it takes better pictures that how often do you actually go back and look at all the pictures that we take? Like, come on. I actually people, look at them a lot on my phone, but I, ne- I never print them. Well, um, you you look, you look might look at them decent amount on your phone, but the quality between a 7 and a 13. Yeah, I know. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. But anyways, so I don't look at my phone and think about what I don't have. But when I look at my iPhone 7 and I think about the fact that, like, man, I just replaced this thing 
for $117.55. And it didn't increase our monthly that phone bill. That is freaking dope. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not paying for this phone every month. And I am so excited. That's $30 more that I can use to buy the floor lamp that I want there for you our living room or you know, you whatever. So I do look at it and see all of these other things that I'm going to get to buy that are way more important to me than the phone. Instead of looking at it and seeing whatever features I don't have. Yeah, well, I think I think you and I, the, the thing that we have done or that we try to be very conscious of, that we try to get other people to be conscious of as well, is making decisions with you six months from now or 12 months from now or 18 months from now in mind. Like I'm constantly trying to ask myself, I'm making this decision right now. What would Nick six months from now think about this decision that I'm making? And if six months from now, Nick is like, oh, man, I'm so glad you made that decision. That's probably a good decision. That's such a great question. Whereas, that like, goes back you know to, I mean? Yeah, that goes back to, you know, the new habit kind of stuff, too. Like, I hear that um, from, like, Krista Stryker and talking about workout stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that she really hammers on is, okay, you're trying to decide whether or not to work out today. Is your future self going to be glad that you skipped your workout or is your future self going to wish that you worked out and it's like oh man that is so good to put things in perspective and so i love it i love it for the the money side of things too well it, it just makes a big impact because you know we can all sit here today and think about decisions we made six months or 12 months or two years ago that we're like oh gosh i wish i didn't make that decision yep. and so it's like great let's try to save our self two years from now from saying that same thing yeah and and going back to what you kind of alluded to this earlier but i wanted to really kind of really drive this point home which is like between your house if you have a house plus i mean or rent rent's effectively the same thing in terms of bills between your your place you live the cars you drive and then all of these, you know, credit cards, 0%, a firm payment plan, all this stuff. It is so easy to get it to where your take-home pay is eaten up 50, 60, 70, 75, 80% of your take-home monthly income is going to bills, recurring bills that you would have to make a significant change to get rid of. It's not like, oh, I'm just going out to eat too much. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to get a vast majority of your income going to that. And when you're discretionary, I don't care how much money you make. Like if you make a ton of money, but your discretionary is only 20 or 30% of your take home, it just feels tight. It just feels so tight. And I, I've seen it on every budget. I've seen people with 20, 30, 40,000, $50,000 a month in income that have their bills be 70, 80% of their income, and they feel like they're living super, super tight. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy if you make, you know, $2,000, $3,000 a month. But the point is, you you do want to try to maintain a healthy ratio of percentage of recurring bills to monthly take-home pay, because that is what's going to help you feel more free and more flexible and more uh, adaptable to new things, new desires and new goals that you yeah. have. I, I love that you say that. And that is something that you have helped us do really well. And I don't know that I've ever super consciously thought of it, but I do love the fact that every month, every week, every day we can reassess like What's our top priority right now? Yes. You know, like, and so like right now where that keeps coming up for us is like eating out. And so we fluctuate significantly on how much we are prioritizing eating out. 
And there are some months where it's like, oh, well, this is going on and that's going on and whatever. And I, I don't feel like messing up our kitchen or getting into this or whatever. And I'm super happy for our money to go to eating out. And then there are other months where I'm like, I don't want to spend it on eating out. I want to spend that on the furnishings that we want mm-hmm. or gas to go visit people or, you know, whatever. I want to I want to divert that money. But like you said, our most of our spending is can be adjusted however totally. we want it to be. We have a lot of control of like this month we want to do this and and we have that flexibility because we haven't tied up all a, a significant portion of our money into fixed It's expenses. just it's just being careful about making decisions that are going to require recurring you know, recurring bills, recurring payments, recurring whatever because that's the stuff that will eat your budget alive if you're not careful. All right. I love it. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, No. Other than that, you know, I just super like being flexible and, you know, maintaining that low uh, payment to income ratio. Yeah. What else do you like? Stuff we like. All right. So what are you liking? I am liking uh, Balaji. Is that how they say Trini his name? Trinibasan. Yes. I always want to say it Balaji. Balaji. Like I the feel Bellagio. Like when we were, yeah, exactly. But I feel like when we were listening to Tim Ferriss that they were saying it like Belagy or something. He was I saying even, Balaji. Bolo- yeah, yeah, it that's sounded like biology yeah. to me is what it sounded his, like. So this guy's name is Balaji Srinivasan. And, uh, Ooh, say that last part again. Srinivasan. Srinivasan. I wish that was my name. <laughs> Anyways, he, you can find him on Twitter, Bology S, if you just search for Bology. Yeah, B- you're going to need to. A L A J I. Bology. If you just Google Bology, it'll come up. Anyways, this dude is wicked smart. He just went on the Tim Ferriss podcast. It is four and a half hours. Okay. It is a. Is it really? It's a monster of an episode. Oh I'm about halfway through. We were listening to it on the way to visit family, and I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna go back and listen to it a couple of times because it is just packed with super interesting stuff. If you are interested on the following topics, like China and the U.S.'s relationship with China and what that could mean for the future, uh, crypto and everything that's going on in the world of crypto and regulations around crypto, uh, especially as it relates to India, the US and China. Um, and then also just like the future of tech and um, the future of sort of uh, American tech and money. It's got a, a wide ranging conversation. He he's uh, was the uh, chief technology officer at Coinbase and uh, has done a number of other things. He is a professor at Stanford now and does, I don't know, he's he's a brilliant guy. He speaks so eloquently. Like I've talked about this before on the podcast. One of my life goals is to get my my impact per word, that ratio I think what you're saying is higher. You, you want to be concise. I would like to be more concise, yes. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not that concise. I, I would love to get the quality of my content per word much higher. Bology is one of those people that does that well. Anyways, it's a, it's a fantastic episode. I'm really enjoying it. Bology on Tim Ferriss. I think it's one of his most recent episodes. So uh, check out that show if any of that sounds interesting to you. All right. Give us a quick rundown summary. The, the main takeaway today is it's not black and white to take a payment plan. It is not a yes or no answer always. Instead, we have five questions for you to answer. And if you can answer yes to all of those questions, then the payment plan will probably make sense. The first question is, can you afford this item in full? The second question is, would you buy this version 
of this item in full if a payment plan wasn't available? Are you resisting the urge of the emotional pull to sort of upgrade or buy something that you wouldn't otherwise buy? The third question is, have you truly explored all of your options, used options, uh, cheaper options, more expensive options, etc.? The fourth one is, if you're planning to use the cash for something better, like investing, are you actually going to do that? Or are you uh, avoiding, like, justifying this purchase? Yeah, or even if you're just not wanting to deplete your cash reserves, are you actually going to leave that cash there? Correct. You can't just go and take another payment plan. Yes. And then the the fifth and final question being, uh, you're going to be trading some future flexibility. So are you willing to actually trade that future flexibility Will yourself, yourself six months from now? Yeah. Will yourself six months from now be happy that you (laughs) made this decision? So those are the questions. Hopefully it helps you as you're thinking through your purchases. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us review and rating. Uh, If you have a couple of seconds, it would mean the world to us. And we'll see you next week. 